You're listening to Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, episode 115. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car Podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world. And we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 115. Siento Quince. <laughs> this is so funny, Zooming. John, I, I honestly think that was a genuine laugh. I could see you laugh. was <laughs> laughing when laugh. I was talking. It was a genuine laugh. I was holding it back to our conversation. So I was still trying to recover from my, my illness, and to the, to the listeners, we were not able to. Uh, record in the flesh today um, and because hot dog had an illness some laryngitis and what else did I have I told y'all can't remember hey, laryngitis and bronchitis bronchitis yeah that's right well like sweet like sweet brown would say hey, nobody got time for bronchitis and nobody got time for that nope and hot dog didn't have time and then he had to fly out to North Carolina so we're up here in North Carolina and now we're coming to you via zoom but at least we have a voice unfortunately John and Craig had the opportunity to shoot um together while with me pushing record which john has been begging for for about a year and a half and that opportunity fell right between y'all's hands yeah you know we had a lot going on with uh school being out kids being out different yeah things. uh it would have been a great thing man i was so looking forward to uh recording from the infirmary and you know having hot dog there doing his job pressing on and off for us and just letting us do the magic it would have been that would have been a, a fun time I wish we could have made that happen. But anyway, that would have been awesome. We're here together today. Let's see what's up. <laughs> well, we are coming to y'all with a topic, and it's going to be how to make the best of a rainy day. Um, after going back and forth, we thought this would be a pretty good topic. A lot of ways you can go here. Talk about some of the maybe physical activities you can do on a rainy day, some of the mental activities, maybe some rest, things like that. Uh, maybe some bigger picture Items of wisdom. I think Craig's got a prop that he's going to tell us about that I see him talking about over there. <laughs> Craig, I think you can infiltrate that prop right into the, to the. I think so. I just, I'm looking down. I'm like, I found something to do on a rainy day. All right. Yeah, there you exactly. Go. <laughs> that's perfect, especially with the time of year that's coming upon us here uh, with Lent. Uh, for those of us that are Catholic, I think Craig's going to have a, something nice to say there. Um, but before we get cracking in, we're going to throw it to good old Johnny boy here with the Would You Rather. Well, no, CC picked that up today, so oh, we're gonna see when CC comes up with the. Oh, I, I, I mean, totally forgot about this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Steve's been dominating him so much that it's like, I mean, he's got I'm one. Almost, I'm almost like, taking it as it's Steve's segment, but right, <laughs> swing it over there, buddy. All right, here we go. So, in the spirit of today's theme, would you rather live the rest of your life and it never rain again? Or when it does rain, you have to be outside standing in the rain. Ooh, 
Maybe you can have a raincoat or something, but you just got to be out there. The entire time that it rains? Initially, that was my thought. Or, or for yeah. a period of time. Yeah, you got to just be outside when it rains on you all the time. Which that could be kind of challenging. Well, to think about. But, you know, it's two, it's two extremes, actually. Well, uh, you know, we really need uh, the water coming in to help uh, the plants grow and all that kind of stuff. So I would just tough it out. Y'all know me, I slept in the rain. We were on that hiking trip. Uh, so I, f- I feel like I could uh, do if I needed to in the, the rainy climate, whether it was just a short period of time or if I had to stay out there the entire time it rained. Although, you know, our part of the world, you can get a lot of rain for a long period of time before it cuts off. So anyway, I would rather be in an area that has the green foliage most of the time. So I would suck it up and say, let's get wet. At least we'd be able to find you in your orange rain jacket. <laughs> well, it's fitting now that I have one in St. Louis. <laughs> that's it. Um, it's hmm, a good question. I feel like uh, you could go to some extremes on both of these. Um, I'm going to take the rain as well. I don't really understand if we can like go hide under a tree, if we can go under some type of cover, which John did sleep in the rain, but it was undercover, or if we're literally standing in the rain. Just like getting, you know, pelted from the rain. Also, am I standing in the rain and, you know, somewhere like Louisiana where we have significant thunderstorms or am I like in Michigan when it's kind of a light rain, no real hard rain coming down there on you? Um, but if I'm taking it, I'm with John. I like the water source, some greenery. It's not going to be raining every single day. I think it would get kind of, I don't even know if you'd appreciate all those beautiful days you got out there if it never rained. So I will take the rain. Good ones, guys. I thought about the same thing. I thought about aren't there places in the world where it rarely rains, you know, like um, some of these desert towns or something. And, right. you know, they seem to be doing pretty good. But, you know, as we talk about today, there's probably some things to appreciate with the rain, like beautiful green lush foliage and, you know, all of the things that come with that. So I'm going to join you guys. It'd be nice sometimes just, hey, when I go jog, we'll talk about this. Sometimes I like to run in the rain, you know, just to feel the mm-hmm. water hit my face. So um of course i may not like it when it's three in the morning and the storm starts and i'm forced to go outside but <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point what you doing if it's in the middle of the- <laughs> i guess we could set a bunch of rules but just generic you know overarching theme yeah it'd be fun to have rain <laughs> i like it cc that you could go a lot of different directions with that um and i think that's a all good segue. three rain days <laughs> all three rainy day guys mm-hmm. <laughs> yep um I think that's a good way to segue ourselves into the, the topic, Craig, because you were kind of alluding to that a little bit um, with what to do on a rainy day. And I think we are going to go a lot of different directions here. But, Craig, what does come to mind, man? Where, where are you heading down that trail? Man, I don't know. I mean, just my, my first thoughts whenever you we were discussing this topic was like, you know, rainy days usually slow me down. You know, you might have plans, but typically we go inside when it rains. Um, we can't do outside work. So, whatever plans you had outside come to a halt and something about rainy days, they just kind of make me want to, you know, sit down and watch a movie or, you know, spend time with the family. So it's kind of a blessing sometimes in that it forces you to be inside and then kind of, you know, look, look for other ways to occupy your time or to force you to take your time that you weren't going to use, you know, with your family, maybe spend time with them, get some stuff done in the house. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of just generically speaking, it comes to mind, but there's so many different ways you can, you can look at this. How about y'all? 
Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it is something that for most of us, it is kind of a, okay, let's halt a lot of the activities you may have had planned for the day and go a different direction and uh, appreciate a movie or do something uh, indoors, reading a book or puzzle, something like that. But one of the first things that came to mind whenever, uh, you know, y'all talked about it were some of the things that we did as kids. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. One of the things that all of us did when we lived out in the country is we'd line up and we'd we'd race the uh, incoming thunderstorm. So that was a neat activity that we did as kids. Um, you know, another fun thing that we did as kids uh, in the rain is we would go play mud football in the garden mm. to make sure my dad wasn't home because he wasn't super excited about that. Uh, pretty sure we got whipped several times for doing that. But it was something that, uh, you know, we took the rainy day, we took the, the fruits of what was being uh, dropped on us and we turned it into a pleasurable activity. Um, so those are a couple things that come to mind uh, for me. Another one that we did, you know, uh, entertaining ourselves uh, as we did, uh, you know, the, the, the ditches and the fields would flood. So we would go hook up the four-wheeler, three-wheeler and we'd go skiing behind the ATV. So it was something that it was a, a really great fun thing. And we didn't stay inside. We would get out there and enjoy all that moisture. <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember streets and all that kind of filling up too as a kid running around out there. And, and for myself, I think the first thing that comes is a good old opportunity to do something you wouldn't normally do. Uh, and I think you can. I think you're right, Craig. Sometimes it does slow you down a little bit. Um, and this topic was kind of inspired by the fact up here it is raining. The last couple of days it didn't rain. Uh, up here and I think it was raining down there for y'all so I thought we could all kind of hop in and talk about that and I think it gives it, it first and foremost gives an opportunity to slow you down um, you can't keep going and do things like today I have gotten a lot done you know work around the house uh, eating working out you can still do all the things I think you would normally do but I do think it does force you to slow down a little bit and my day started out with a good bit of quiet time, a little reading, journaling, some prayer, meditation. And I felt like I was not in as big of a hurry because I knew looking at the radar and the weather that this was going to be an all day deal where it wasn't going to be getting the sun. It's pretty cold outside. So immediately it was like hmm, part of the day that you would probably do outside. I love to be outside. was out. So it put less pressure on being in a hurry for me to spend some time in the quiet, a uh, little bit of solitude, spend some time with the Lord. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind is an opportunity to do stuff that you may not have as much time or the ability to do if it was not raining. Yeah, I agree. Another thought I had kind of in line with what y'all are saying, you know, a lot of times, at least down here in the South rain, you know, it, it almost anticipates something to come. You know, we spent all summer with, you know, 90 plus degree weather and humidity. And so those first cold fronts, you know, when you get those rainstorms, you know, behind that's going to be a, a breath of fresh air and, you know, I, I like kind of anticipate that rain from a cold front. It's exciting because, you know, the weather's going to change, especially after a long, hot summer. Um, so there's like this this renewal that kind of gets your spirits lifted for the fall and football season and, you know, outdoor activities. Those that like to hunt and just I don't know. So the rain kind of is exciting in that sense. Or even after like a long drought in the summer when you're having to water your grass and it's dying and that rain comes, you're like excited for it because all your plants and all your grass is going to get watered and you know, so it's like it brings new life, you know, so that's kind of like uh, whether it brings new life to your soul and your spirit, you know, that cold air kind of gets you fired up for the holidays or whether it's, you know, the rain bringing new life around you. Um, 
I think that's that's kind of exciting. Just think about what are y'all's thoughts on that? Sort of like when the rain comes, how it might bring a blessing. Yeah, you know, I agree. And also, you know, it's a, it's a nice break for uh, during the summertime when it's really hot, you know, for us in the, the South. How, you know, you can get a, a nice little thunderstorm in the afternoon and it'll knock the, the unbearable heat down a few degrees. Uh, also, kind of to your point, you know, I think, uh, you know, washing the rain coming down and washing everything off and making everything clean again, it's just kind of like a rebirth or it's a re- uh, a new beginning for us. I think that's kind of analogous to how we as humans live and need to operate. How you know we go through life, we go through life. We do. We make mistakes. We fall. We have different struggles that we deal with, and you know we always have that opportunity to wash ourselves clean with asking for forgiveness. And uh, so that's one of the things that popped into my head whenever we talk about it. Yeah, I really like the uh, the thought of washing clean. And Craig, I'm, I'm hopping on that too with the things to come. Something that I normally do um, try to do in my prayer life on days that rain. Uh, while again, I love to be outside, preferably especially in the summertime with no shirt on, running around, and I, I don't get those opportunities. <laughs> but the people who do, there are people who need this. And I think a lot, John could probably allude to this because uh, he grew up around a lot of them is the farmers. So there's a lot of people, while we may not want it to rain, there's a lot of people in agriculture, farming, things like that, who need the rain. And I, I normally try to, when I'm looking at myself and maybe like, dang it, I wish I was outside being able to do, you know, go play golf, run, just sit outside. Um, that somebody out there, you know, where it is raining is giving a lot of praise and thanks for that. And there's times where we might be saying, man, we're so blessed. It hasn't rained in a week. The weather's great. Or somebody sitting there praying for the rain to come for the crop. So what do y'all think about that, the folks out there who really do need the rain? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. Uh, you know, looking at the farming aspect of it and then being around that growing up, you know, it's a really tricky thing how, you know, there are certain periods, periods of time where the farmers really need the rain uh, to a large extent just to let the crops grow in appropriately. But then once they get later on and start flowering, then they really don't need the, they really don't need the rain. It can really inhibit their, their crop uh, significantly. And then towards the end, you know, having too much rain uh, doesn't allow the ripening process to uh, happen appropriately and can cause the rice to die and other things like that. So you're right. There are a lot of farmers that are saying a lot of prayers for starting rain, stopping rain, no hurricanes, all that kind of thing. So uh, it goes into, you know, their, their livelihood. So I think it's something that they pay a lot more attention uh, than most of us do to the, the different weather changes. You know, I thought I had based on something both of y'all said, one, the cleansing and the other needing the cleansing um, or needing the rain. I kind of giggled because, uh, you know, my parents lived in New Orleans for five years and late summer, man, that New Orleans gravy starts smelling pretty, pretty bright. <laughs> if y'all don't know what New Orleans gravy is, man, just go down Bourbon Street after a long week of no rain. And uh, it's a combination of just sludgy mud, beer, bodily fluids, all kind of stuff mixed together in a nice hot scoop. Um, but man, that rain would come and wash that stuff away. And so New Orleans didn't know they needed it, but they needed it. And boy, so it's a cleansing. And so, you, you know, that's kind of a gross analogy, but you think it might, like Steve said, you know, water is used to baptize us, you know, and, uh, you know, I think of the story of Noah's Ark, you know, God used the rain to kind of flood the world and sort of purge that, that sin and that misdirection and kind of have a renewal and a refresh, 
you know, just like the crops need. And so uh, I was just kind of reflecting on those two thoughts whenever y'all were talking. Yeah, you know, another group of people that I think about too, again, we're pretty blessed, uh, I think, where we live. It does rain a fair amount, but it's not like some of our friends in the U.S., and I'm sure there's other places in the world, obviously, um, where this happens too, but in the good old Pacific Northwest where it rains all the time at certain times of the year, and you can go for days without the sun out there. Um, so um, what do y'all think about the impact that, that, you know, a rainy day or rainy day and a version of days and days of rain, like I think about what it can do to you mentally, you know, a lot of, I think there's some statistics on people who live in that part of the country where it can be a little more depressing, not as optimistic, things like that. So I think that um, there's something that the mental outlook and even us, if it was to, you know, rain three or four days in our area, I think that can easily happen to us as well. But the mental outlook that you sometimes have to um, get over that block when you do go through that patch of rain, um, you know, physically happening to you in life, but it's kind of symbolic to you in life. I like to say every storm does run out of rain. Eventually it's going to, going to stop, but you got to have some mental fortitude, I think in both those instances to get through them. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think that, uh, you know, for most of us, you know, we're used to, um, having a lot of sunshine Yeah, we get our, our fair share of rain, but, uh, you know, we're used to that consistent, light and not having the overcast skies. Uh, but I have some family that live in that part of the world. And, uh, you know, for them, some, uh, um, you know, my family said, you know, that they're originally from Texas and moved out that direction. And they said, you know, the people there in Seattle area, Portland kind of thing that, uh, they're so accustomed to that and they've, you know, grown up, that's their normal environment. So for some of those people, you know, not having that, consistency that uh continual rain fogginess kind of situation it it has the the same effect as you know us being away from the sun so it, it's i think it's an interesting dynamic of where you're brought up and how how much you're exposed to it and how much you you know just start relying on that being your normal you know you're right uh there is there are statistics uh showing that there is a higher suicide rate in that part of the country could be related to vitamin D deficiency, other things like that, by not having as much sun exposure. So, you know, I, th I think a lot of it goes to, uh, you know, where are you from, how you grew up and, and what you're, you perceive as being normal. Some people just like the sun. Some, some people don't like that exposure nearly as much. So I think some of it also goes to your personal preferences. What do you think, CC? No, I think you're right on point, Steve. It's kind of where you live, what you're used to. Down in the south, we are we get rain, but we're we're used to some pretty hot, sunny days, some pretty days, uh, a nice balance, I think. And so down here, after a long, cold sum, a winter, um, I, you can see it take its toll in some folks. My, you know, some people are more susceptible than others. I know my wife just yesterday was like, oh, you know, just kind of being gloomy. She's like, I'm ready for the cold to go away. She, she you know, what she called seasonal affective disorder, I think was one of those terms for, you know, being kind of down in the dumps when it's cold because you just miss the hot, you know, the warm weather, the beach or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, some of the things like Steve mentioned, you can, if that affects you, you know, vitamin D is supposed to be helpful, uh, red light therapy, there's things you can do to sort of, um, you know, try to stimulate that, that same sort of experience you have with sun. But also, also it made me think of that phrase raining on someone's parade. I mean, that's kind of an analogy to, uh, you know, preventing someone from having a, uh, a joyful event, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can have sort of the literal rain, you can have the real rain, but you can also have situations in life where you feel like it's 
you know, your all the happiness is being drained for whatever reason, like maybe life is raining on your parade, so to speak. And what are y'all's thoughts on that? Like ways you can renew your spirit. You know, we were joking earlier during our cast, I, I held up a rosary, you know, just as a joke to show these guys, but you know, prayer, at least for me, um, adoration, I know y'all have talked about that a lot ways you can kind of communicate with God and pray and, and sort of help you through those sort of storms of life. As Matt said, you know, times in your life where you feel like it's raining on your life and, and you're unhappy or something bad's happening. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of ways to go there, Craig, and I agree. And I think that's kind of what was happening for me this morning. Got a little renewal with more extra time, silence, where I didn't have to go somewhere, do something. And I think it also teaches, uh, gives us, again, opportunity. You're going to stick with that for patience. Um, you got to be patient for the sun or what you're wanting to do outside. If it is raining, it's holding you up. Or if you, you want to go somewhere or have an event planned, I think there's a lot of things. And I think about what you were just saying, rain on your parade. You could have a you know, a wedding or something outside and it'd be raining and you got to, it gives you the opportunity to pivot uh, and things like that. But I think something, one of the, one of the best fruits that comes of it is you get that opportunity to get patience. And I think that that's a, a wonderful thing that we are given. That's a, a hard, you know, skill or something to, to learn and, and evolve with. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with both of you guys. And I think it's uh, important to note and that, you know, all of us are going to have our different storms in life. There's always going to be uh, things that go on that aren't great. They're going to be a dark cloud. But luckily for us, uh, you know, God gave his only son. So maybe that's analogous or a metaphor for uh, bringing out the light, bringing, bringing us out of that darkness. So that's uh, something really good that I, I've certainly used on dark periods of my life where you turn to prayer, uh, be more introspective. And look for a different uh, avenue, different way of hope. Maybe look for a different sun uh, than, than one that's uh, coming down from the sky. That's a good point, John. That's beautiful, man. Amen. On a lighter topic of what you can do in the rain, um, you can cook in the rain. I think that that's something, that, and, and the reason I'm thinking about that is because we're about to do some cooking up here, Alexander and I. And, you know, we've gotten to meet some people on our, our first real trip up here in the tiny house. And our good buddy, Seth, want to give him a little shout out. Seth Wilson has been our handyman, so to speak, helping us out with a lot of stuff. Our real tie to the community, a local Highlander here. And he came and installed some cameras this afternoon and bought us some fresh pheasant, which we're going to cook tonight. Whoa. Oh, man. That's awesome. It sounds like he's in the running for a friend of the community, too. Uh, <laughs> coming in with that heavy action <laughs> yeah man i mean he bought it i think this was literally just uh he just killed these things recently he was cooking some for himself tonight when he was coming over here we ran into him in the grocery store right after we left there too it was pretty funny <laughs> and uh so i think this is about as fresh as it gets uh not frozen just put it right in the fridge so we're gonna do that but i think that's an opportunity too to you know a lot of us i think in life are in a hurry and have to pick up food or if we're trying to cook i mean y'all can do y'all can probably talk more on that because i don't do a ton of it but you got to cook in a hurry, et cetera. It gives you time to maybe slow play the dinner a little bit, have a good time or make a bigger meal, et cetera. What do y'all think about that aspect of things? That's awesome, man. The first thing I thought of was Matt went to Highlands to cook in the rain. Uh, Steve's already been at the Highlands to sleep in the rain. And so um, I don't know how many of our listeners know that story, but we all took a guy's trip to Highlands uh, many years ago. And we were kind of playing musical chairs with the sleeping arrangements. And uh, Steve just – 
chose this couch outside under this porch that leaked water because it didn't really have a, a solid roof. And <laughs> Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a couple of nights where you were uh, in the elements there, huh? That's right. That, uh, that one last night that we were there, it was pretty stormy. I almost went in uh, as a result of the lightning that was going around. And thankfully, I had my raincoat on. So. You did have that raincoat on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I survived. I survived. I felt like I came out stronger because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a great picture of you on that couch. We'll try to get that out there. Oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, I think it is a good opportunity where, you know, from a cooking aspect uh i know a lot of times i am in a hurry when i am cooking things get home we need to get something for the kids and that kind of thing but it will slow you down and for most things that you cook uh letting it simmer letting it letting those flavors just kind of mingle together giving it that extra little bit of time um particularly i know i talk about gumbo a lot cooking gumbo for a long period of time allowing the gumbo to cool off and uh, then reheating it, it, just something about what it does to those different flavors. If you have the time to do that, it just makes it that much better. Uh, and I think it, it's that happens with a lot of different things that you cook. So that'll definitely give you a little extra, a uh, little kick in what you're cooking. I think if you can just take your sweet time with it. It's funny because you love into it. It seems like gumbo is kind of, does kind of go hand in hand with cold, rainy weather. I'm no down south when that weather changes, people start getting the itch for the gumbo. And I can tell you, Steve's gumbo is second to none. And uh, and you're right, Matt. It's like if it's beautiful outside, sometimes you feel like you just have to be out there. But if it's raining and it's dark, man, nothing beats you know taking your time on a long meal, putting some music on, pouring a glass of wine, and just enjoying the the um, the act of cooking and being you know, being present and, and uh, going through those multiple steps it takes to make a really nice meal. Well, speaking of cooking, Matt, you, you are, uh, you were definitely cooking, getting your way over here or uh, getting over your, getting over to Highlands this weekend. Um, as we segue into hit the gas, pump the brakes, you think you want to take that this week? Yep. I'll take it in here and we're going to truck our way into, I think uh, the last few times I've taken this segment when it's been, I guess, you know, my turn to the volunteer for it has been in regards to the Highlands and the tiny house uh, that was recently purchased up here. Um, so I'm going to yes. go with hit the gas. And, you know, I will say I do appreciate both of y'all support here. You've been very supportive of this new venture uh, that Hot Dog's been on. But I came up here, closed on the house on the 15th. Uh, well, dates are going to be off here, but about two weeks before getting here, week and a half. And had this thing planned. Most excited I've been to come up here. This is now my 17th trip and wow. was ready to roll. And then I come down with the laryngitis and bronchitis. So I'm having issues in so far as uh, not feeling well, get some medicine, get on the plane. And we were flying from Lake Charles to Houston and the Houston in the Greenville on Thursday night and had to be here to meet cable people, et cetera, on Friday. So Alexander and I get to the airport. Long story short, the Lake Charles plane was late by about an hour and eight minutes. We then get, so we're on a real tight window, but they had told us before we left Lake Charles because we were thinking about driving. It was actually a pretty good idea by Alexander. Shoot, we'd be better off driving this thing than taking a flight the next day. And they were like, no, you, you should be okay. Get into Houston and lo and behold, I think I told you all this a while back when I went to Dallas one time, had a jet bridge malfunction. Get into Houston, freaking jet bridge. And this isn't even one of the, this is a little thing you walk in the air, the blue ones, you know, they're not, not like the ones that are fully covered. Jet bridge malfunctions. So we're delayed another 10 minutes, get off the plane. On the little phone, it says that the, the route from Houston to Greenville 
is delayed. So I'm thinking they're waiting on us. Um, we get out. Alexander waits and gets the bag. I'm sick. Uh, the little carry-on bags. Dead sprint through the airport as fast as I can go. Probably the worst thing I could have done. We were elite far away. Elite athlete. There was not elite enough in this case. Get into <laughs> where I got to get. And I hear him yelling on the thing, last call for Greenville. But I'm still, I didn't realize it's time like five minutes away. So I can barely speak, wheezing, and I'm yelling, hold the gate for Greenville. Like you would probably see in the movies, like yelling at the top of my lungs. Got down there, gate was closed. I think I must have missed it by like two minutes. Oh. So we had to repivot ourselves all the way around. The best opportunity, if we wanted to go into Greenville, which is about an hour and a half drive from where I'm at here, was to fly the next night, which that was going to do me no good. So we rebooked everything into Charlotte. I uh, got to the hotel room. The hotel was reading 92 degrees in the register in a double tree hotel. It's pretty cool hotel. At uh, like 10 at night. Um, fought through a sleepless night, flew into Charlotte, took a three hour drive, and got here. So hit the gas, pushed through all potential obstacles in the way. And you know what? Since we've got here, it's been pretty much pure bliss. We've had handyman, neighbors giving us gifts, people bringing us pheasant. We've bought some furniture, went to Asheville for a day. So Sometimes in life, you just got to push through the obstacles and it pays off. And that is pretty much what has happened here so far. Man, that's awesome, a, man. That sounds great. Great story. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of, it was a lot of, a little bit of stress, but a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what happens. You try to get on planes and go somewhere. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it can be super easy and fast. And, uh, but, you know, inevitably you're going to hit one of those little storms in, in your travel uh, that are going to sideline you or, set you back um, and just got to, you know, figure out a way to, to get through it. So, yeah, man. Sounds great, man. The airline rained on your parade, brother, but you got that umbrella out. (laughs) You rolled with it, man. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you, if you get a chance and it's raining to make the best of it, I think there's a lot of ways to do it. And kind of like it all started out with John and Craig talking about, you always go just play in the rain. Doesn't hurt to get out there and go for a run in it. Uh, Put your arms up, look up at the, at the big sky, I'd be happy just to be in the rain for a little bit, something to change up life. And if you've got some suggestions for us, we'd love to hear from you. And if you get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, that would be some plot happenings for us. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need, yeah, if you feel